Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to That's Crazy Cast. This is a show where we talk about relationships, strange behaviors, things that don't make sense to us, a lot of 90 Day Fiance, and anything else that makes you want to say, That's crazy. Now, just as a reminder, this is an unscripted, uncensored show. So, for those reasons, this may not be suitable for everyone. With all that said and done, let's start the show. Hi everyone, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Matt Hamity, and with me today on this episode, coming from the Domestic Debates podcast, found where all podcasts are found, I want to welcome to the show, Caitlin. Hi, Caitlin. How are you? Hi, good. Thanks for having me. I um, I appreciate you coming on the show, and um, so I, um, in... Looking at um, guests for the show, I mean, you came up and I, like I said, appreciate it. So I tried to do some research on, on you and how, what you sound like, what, what your opinions are. So I did get a chance to listen to a last, last few episodes of your podcast. Um, so I did listen to your uh, presidential debate uh, discussion, which is not normally my cup of tea. Yes, I know that's a physical joke, and this, <laughs> this is an audio only, but um, that's just that's just how I am. I'm sorry. Um, so normally, that's not um, what I would uh, go out and freely listen to, but it did kind of draw me in. I did listen to the whole thing. I found it kind of I found it interesting. Um, part of this whole podcasting thing, I'm trying to expand you know, go out of my normal. So that's, you know, that's definitely one of the things that, um, uh, I'm trying to work on. So I think that was a perfect, uh, you know, opportunity. Uh, this no- isn't my norm, but like I said, it, it kept me, uh, involved enough that I finished a whole episode and, you know, then I moved on to the next and the next, you know, so, um, my God. yeah, that's so awesome. Thank you. I'm really glad to hear that. That makes me happy. I feel like I always get a little nervous. I always think my episodes are like boring and that, you know, they're so long too. And I, I, it's awesome to hear that you were, it like drew you in enough that you listened to the whole thing. I, yeah, I mean, there's obviously parts I don't understand. Like I, um, I'm not saying I'm anti-political, but I kind of, that's, I mean, everyone has their own, um, likes and dislikes and that just hasn't been something to like pull me in. So I get confused with who's on the left, the right, liberal, uh, yeah. you know, red, blue, wh- however you want to say it. Um, but like I said, it was definitely interesting enough to keep me uh, hooked in. And um, but one question I do have. So, like I said, I, I'm definitely not a political person. I'm a fast talker, apparently. Uh, <laughs> that's a different story. Um, what is your opinion on? Like right now, obviously, it's coming up to election time, and you see all your uh, celebrities, and you know you're plastered with uh, vote. Make make sure you get out and vote. What is your opinion on um, uh, people who are either uninformed voters that just pick? Hey, I know that surname. I'm going to pick that, or I don't like that person. Um, uh, compared to like a non-voter, which uh, do you think is better or less of the evils type of thing? I mean, obviously, well-informed and you go out, you make your well-informed opinion noted. But if you're not into that category, which do you feel is better, if that makes sense? 
Are you asking, do I think it's better to be well-informed or not well-informed and just voting on personal mm. likes? No, uh, I'm asking, uh, is what's actually better, in your opinion, a non-voter or a voter who goes out oh. and just, just, hey, I know that name, I'm going to pick that. I have no idea what they stand for, but... I, I've heard yeah. that name ten years ago, and that's good enough for me. Or you know, it's kind of like straight down. I wrote all, all R's, you know, no matter what what their policy is or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think it's it's worse to do that to just vote without being informed, um, because you can really be hurting yourself and your family, and just you know, just you could be affecting yourself worse off by voting for someone who actually doesn't represent what you know you want whose policies you don't particularly agree with you know what i mean if you were to look and say um <clears throat> excuse me if you're going to go vote for biden just because you don't like trump or you're going to vote for trump just because you don't like biden i i think those are really dangerous because you know that could really hurt you in the long run and you wouldn't even realize it so i think it's better just to not vote um, than to vote for someone who might not actually represent you or benefit you in the long run. Yeah, I mean, I I totally understand. Like, I, I most of my news comes from other like radio shows and stuff like that. So obviously, everyone's going to have their own you know personal agenda as as much as they try to go straight down the line. Yeah, it it doesn't happen. So, um, and actually, the the news I get is more of a comedy show with like current events thrown in. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I've always you know I. I kind of always wanted to get into learning that stuff, but I, I, I just struggle with, you know, keeping up with everything. Um, and I just get lost in all the phrasing and all the, you know, politics of it, you know? Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't blame you. I think maybe one of the easiest things you can do is just to go on the candidates' websites and look at the kind of things that, I mean, they list, you know, their, their agendas out for you. So you can kind of get a, a sense of what they're about. And I mean, you know, that doesn't tell you all the personal things and their history and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean they're actually going to do those things. But I mean, if you have, if you want to vote, but you really have no idea like about anything, I mean, that's probably one of your quickest ways to do it because politicians lie all the time. So you don't really what? need Since to know when? everything about <laughs> I know, right? You don't really need to know everything about them because it's not their history because it's not really going to, it's not really going to make a difference, I think everybody's got their pros and cons, you know what I mean? Everybody's got their skeletons in their closet. So I think being weighed down with people's past is kind of, uh, it's not really beneficial. Yeah, and especially nowadays where uh, it, it's hard to be off the grid or ha not have a visible past. I mean, it, it might not be clear and present, but you dig, do enough digging and it's going to show up eventually. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but so that was my my whole political thing. That's 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 pretty much where I'm at on political uh, issues. So, um, like I said, I did uh, listen to a few more episodes. One being the um, "How Young Is Too Young" episode, which I thought was fascinating. Because um, I'm not sure if you realize it or not, but I'm a I'm a huge fan of 90 Day Fiance and all of their spinoffs. <laughs> I, it, it happened to be like it's one of those shows where. I don't want to watch it. Don't want to watch it. I get into it. And now I got like 12 hours a week of, you know, different mm -hmm. spinoffs, but it, it, it cracks me up. Cause there's always, uh, it's usually one of the two. There's either two, uh, people that are close to the same age that are 
fairly uh, good-looking type of thing, and there's usually the boring couples, or you have the the 30-year age gap in between, uh, you know, one party and the other party. So, I know, I always find that kind of fascinating, and uh, I know it's heavily produced, and what they show is not always what they have. Yeah, yeah. I watched, I didn't watch that, but I have watched um, Married at First Sight. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but I really actually... I just I watched it out of curiosity and I ended up binging the whole season. I I actually got really invested. And the couple that I liked the best was the one that's actually still together today, which is um cool. Um so I think it was either between that episode or um the gun uh control episode where you're talking about young people and owning firearms and using them and stuff like that. Sorry, I got cough, cough and fit over here. Um, but I know uh, you're talking about young kids owning uh, firearms and, and you know, using them. Now, I, I know I personally, when I was growing up, uh, my grandfather was in the Navy. He always had guns around the house. So when I was younger, eight, 10 years old, my brother and I would take a shotgun off the rack, take it apart. It was only like a three-piece shotgun, so it only didn't have any parts. But, you know, I grew up... Um, as a young age, respecting firearms. So um, I kind of wish more people had that luxury of they're not scary. They're, yeah. t- they're a tool. They're, they're definitely not a toy. They're a tool, you know, yeah. uh, whether you're target practicing, you're a hunter, uh, whatever you want to use it for. Um, if, if you show respect, uh, you know, it kind of shows you respect in a way type of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. But uh, that kind of leads me into the other story of um, at Christmas time, I went to my uh, my mother's house and we were drinking because, you know, uh, I'm Irish, Italian, German, you know, so if we don't have drinks, it's not a party, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so then my uh, my uh, stepdad, he brings out his, it wasn't a Luger, but it kind of looked like it. So you got that skinny barrel and, you know, just a hand, uh, you know, just regular pistol grip. Well, he hands it to me, and this is after, uh, I forget how many shots, how many beers. And uh, like I said, I've always been taught, you know, even if you see that someone check the breach before you, you always check for yourself, make sure yeah. the magazine's out. Um, trust no one, basically. Yeah, absolutely. And usually all your magazine releases are either a push button or a slide, and I could not figure out where the release was. And then I heard, click. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> So it ended up being underneath of it, which I wasn't used to. Um, so, I mean, it was pointed away from me. So I would have put a hole in the floor, the the ceiling, yeah. you know, the 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 wall, him, you know. <laughs> but um, thankfully, no, it was it was empty, and uh, you know, no one got hurt. But yeah. you know, it is it is. As soon as I heard click, I'm like, oh no, oh my gosh, yeah, <laughs> just. Just the panic struck in. I, I, you know, if if you ever shot any type of weapons, you know that none of them are silent. You, you'll hear, you won't hear that click. You'll hear, yeah. you know, a big the, old boom. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's lucky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Brian, uh, my husband, he was fixing a gun one time. He's like um like an amateur gunsmith almost. But any any gun that nobody can fix, he always knows how to fix it. It's, it's really beneficial for him in his line of work he I, you've heard i'm sure he yeah. sells guns yeah so 
Um, but he was fixing a gun when he was like a teenager and it was one of it it was a certain kind of malfunction. It was like a really rare, weird thing. And it was the kind of issue that he actually had to load it to, you know what I mean, to fix it. So he had a loaded gun he was trying to fix and the thing just like went off in his house and shot all the, it like, it wasn't even like an automatic, but it somehow fired all of the rounds in one go. And it like, there's still bullet holes in his house and his like dresser and stuff from like when it happened and his parents freaked out luckily nobody got hurt or anything but um yeah I just I remember when he told me that story I was like why was it loaded that's so dumb he's like no it had to be it was like I don't know he obviously would tell the story better but okay so to that yeah okay I understand that you had to load it to check it but then why did he load multiple rounds in it um you'd have to ask him I don't know if it was the kind of thing that it needed to you know what I mean Almost that, like a uh, like an M1 Grand or something, where you had to put the whole clip in there. To, it, uh, <laughs> no, it was a it was a handgun, and I think um, I don't know, I don't know why it was. It was probably something I don't know. He's, I mean, he's really gun safety smart. So if there was a reason he had it loaded with multi rounds, it must have been something that had to be done. But yeah, I mean, if anything, he should have been doing outside or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it add, it definitely adds stories to. Uh, see those holes in the wall um <laughs> that's <a> my mistake <laughs> yeah but uh so that kind of like a perfect lead into like kind of what i want to talk about today um kind of try to bring it on the lighter side but you know uh accidents you know we all have accidents uh i like to think that i'm not accident prone but uh if you look up my 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 skin you'll see you know cuts and digs yeah. all over um so I'm a I'm a six foot you know 300 pound guy, and I work in a place that was built for four foot people. So there is there's numerous times where um uh, one example I was working on something, and it was in the middle of the summer. Um, it was already hot, and where I work is extra hot. Um, so we've we, me and this my uh, coworker we finished up our task. And I'm like, all right, I got to get out of here. I'm I'm about to pass out type of thing. So I went to go turn around and there was a metal bracket right here. I hit it right with my oh forehead. My so uh, head wounds are terrible for uh, bleeding. I mean, they, they look way worse than they are. And the blood was just pouring out everywhere. I could not get it to stop. And um, so I finally like you know, try to stop it as best as I can, go to the nurse's office, and I finally get uh, you know, patched up enough so I, I stop bleeding and stuff like that. But yeah, it's I, I still have the scar now, so anytime I go to the hair dresser, hair barber, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if I get anything less than like a number two, you can see that clear arc of uh, where the bracket and my head met and had a nice outing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Do you ever um, make up like really interesting stories about like your scars, like false ones? But you know what I mean. Uh, I wish I remember the Joker line of where these scars come from, and I can't remember <laughs> any of them. Um, I, not really. I mean, most of my uh, my stories are uh, pretty realistic. Um, like I said, I, I work in a factory, so there's it's. I wouldn't say it's hard to not get hurt, but it's pretty easy to get hurt. I've seen people who've been ripped open from wrist to elbow and their whole forearm just split open, you know, because machines, they don't care. They, they, 
you program to do something, they're they're moving in that line. They don't care if there's flesh, there's you know metal. It doesn't matter. So um, I think most of my injuries actually are superficial cosmetic. You know, so it's other than adding character to yeah. this character. You know, <laughs> um, well that's lucky at least. No, no like fatal injuries or disfiguring injuries. Yeah, there, there's plenty of old timers and they're starting to wean out, but there's plenty of people who can only count to like nine and a half on their fingers. And, oh. you know? <laughs> Did you ever watch that MTV show? It was called Scarred. Um, not regularly, but I think I have an idea of yeah, some of the episodes. Yeah. So. I, I loved that show. And it was like just seeing the most like graphic, gory, like gnarly injuries. And I always, I don't know, I was always fascinated by that. Yeah. And it's usually the the most uh, unassuming situations that hurt you the most. Um, once again, another work story. I mean, a lot of my injury stories happen from work. But um, I was working on something. And like I said, everything is built for someone who's two foot shorter. So I'm already crouched down. And I'm looking at something, trying to fix it. And I went to turn slightly. And I heard my knee go pop. I was like... Oh it's, it's, it's happened before, yeah. but I knew instantly. I'm like, this is not the same. This hurts way worse. So where I was at, I had to climb down the ladder to get to where I was at. So yeah. after I hurt myself, I had to climb up that same ladder. And, you know, it's probably six, eight feet. You know, not a tall ladder, but it's enough yeah. that my knee was uh, not cooperating. So it's. Even to this day, that's one of the uh, lingering issues I have. And it, some days, some weeks, it'll go no problem. I can go about my day. Uh, other times, um, like last week sometime, I was doing some yoga. And I got through the whole workout. And at the end, he's like, you know, get in the seated position, cross your legs, and do the stretch. As I'm unfolding my leg, it, it like pops again. I'm like... <laughs> not, not, not doing the workout, but no, yeah. it waits till I'm 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 completely done, and then now I'm at like uh you know speed you know gear one you know going to low gear for until I can baby it back up. So it's so, that's so crazy that you're not like it's like when you're not even doing anything like strenuous, it just uh, yeah bodies or, are weird. Yeah, or just sitting at my desk, same thing. I I I know it's a bad habit, but I will cross my legs under my desk once again. You know, uh, the the normal world isn't built for someone six five, so <laughs> I'm either got to lower my chair all the way, or at one of my jobs I had them lift my desk up, put like spacers on there, so I wouldn't kept banging my knee. <laughs> Same <laughs> oh, thing. Man. I went to go release my leg, and then I fell it again. I'm like, come on! I just I need a whole new set of parts or something. Yeah, all people problems. My dad actually, he works at a a cement plant and he had kind of like a, eh, I guess it's not really similar, but he like fell, like he fell uh, walking down some stairs and he like caught himself. Um, and when he did like his tendon just like ripped off the bone on his arm and he had to like get it cut open and like reattached and all the surgery. And now he's, he's got like a bone arm, but it was, you know what I mean? It wasn't even like he, he just fell like down one step and he caught himself and it just like, like I said, bodies are weird how they'll just like give out on you, but also withstand like falling from, you know, like a three story building. It's crazy. That kind of like, uh, like that's like, and it's weird. Like how, like most of the time, like drunk drivers or whatever, when they get into those 
what normally would be a fatal accident. They're yeah. usually, if they're like walk away with, hey, I got a cut on here or, you know, hey, this kind of hurts. Meanwhile, you know, the other people are like, let me pick up my arm parts over here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I heard it's because like, if if you get in a car crash and your body's relaxed, you're less likely to get hurt than if you tense up. If you tense up, you get really hurt. So I think maybe that's why, because they're drunk and they're not as, you know, tense. Yeah, their reaction but, time is lower, so they don't have yeah. time to react to it. So Yeah, I always think like if I if I'm in that kind of situation, I'll just like try to just like relax my body. But I mean there's probably no way I could do that. But that's the plan. So we'll see. Yeah. In theory, all right, let me go relax and limp and nothing. <laughs> and then you're three times as tense as what you would normally just yeah. white knuckle in the, the wheel. <laughs> yeah. I did, however, get to see, uh, this is when I was in high school, I did get to see the Jaws of Life in action, which Ooh. was actually quite an interesting story. I wasn't the driver, you know, but uh, my friend was like, hey, uh, I went to a Catholic high school, so we had those weird days off where it's like, hey, you know, shouldn't you be in school? No, this is uh, St. Francis of Assisi's uh, day, so <laughs> we have a half a day, no problem. So he went to go pick us up, and... He had a uh, Honda Civic, an old, like, uh, mid-80s Honda Civic. And he's like, um, the back seat doors, they don't open up. I said, all right, I'll be nice. I'll come in through the, the passenger seat and then climb in the back there. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm the biggest here, but, you know, I'll be the nicest. And so we were, we were heading to, I think, Taco Bell. Not that that matters, but. Um, and it was kind of poor vision. Also, the driver was... Uh, uh, well, let's we'll just say it's all poor vision. So we went to go pull out in an intersection. We got hit from the passenger side, bounce off, and hit a truck. So it kind of uh, mm. uh, like hourglassed. Um, and the guy who was in the passenger seat, which is where I was going to sit, he ended up having a concussion and spent at least one night or two nights in the hospital. Uh, meanwhile, the driver and myself, which I sat right behind him, couple you know cuts and scrapes and stuff like that and it's like ah kind of sore or whatever but uh yeah the the fire department i guess came did a center punch got my friend out you know and we were like well we're fine but we we just can't move so they did use the jaws of life and that was interesting to see i yeah. mean um and then we went to you know hospital and stuff like that but you know that was kind of a odd story and we the driver and myself we uh, always talk about to the other guys like, oh man, you missed a, such an awesome accident. We, you know, we, we pinballed off and the jaws of life. <laughs> you're just sitting there like drooling. And <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so, you're very lucky that you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, because if memory serves me correct, I think when the car hit us, he hit the the center support. So I mean, he got knocked out. Uh, I know before the second impact, but maybe before the first one, I can't remember. But, you know, yeah, he was just sitting there like dead drool type of thing. And my friend's freaking out. And Yeah. You know, I, like, did the airbags go off? They must have. I uh, I can't remember. It's yeah. uh, been 15, 20 years ago at this point. So it's kind of hard to remember, but I'm sure they did. If we had them, they would have went off for sure. Uh, uh, at least you, the side curtains there. Did you... um? Was it, were you like really like uh, nervous, you know, to drive afterwards or like, uh, you know, like a little bit shook up every time you drove? Um, not really. I mean, uh, as 
uh, as cruel as this sounds, you know, I almost it seemed like an amusement park ride. You know, I was like, let's, <laughs> let's do it again. You know? Yeah. I mean, but the driver, he's in the front seat and he's, you know, he's frantic. He's like, I killed my best friend. I killed my best Aww. friend. Well, all I can see is his head slumped over. I can't, I can't see if he's still alive or not. And I'm, I'm from the back seat. I'm kind of like, it's okay. It's okay. He's fine. We'll be okay. I'm like, I don't know if he's, you know, if he's going to make it or not, but I mean, he did make it. So, yeah. Um, but See, yeah, I don't really have too many stories about getting hurt. I've been pretty, uh, like blessed not to get in any really big accidents. I can only think of one time that I think most of my stories are from other people, like getting that's, hurt. <laughs> that's okay too. Cause I think after this, I'm, I got a, I got a fun wife story, which she hates when I tell, but I'm going to tell it anyway. <laughs> Do you want to hear my one story of like injury? Yeah, absolutely. That's okay. that's that's why you're out here. <laughs> <laughs> so the only time I can, and I'll probably think of something else at some point, but the only time I can really remember getting hurt pretty bad was um I was, and I wouldn't even say this is really hurt, but I ended up in the hospital. So I was, we were gonna go to a Paramore concert, my friends and I, and I was so excited. We'd it, you know, been waiting and building and everything. And we were at my friend's house. Uh, we were all going to meet there and her mom was going to drive us. So I'm sitting in her room and it's like, she's got like an attic room and it's the middle of summer. So it was like really hot and she had a fan on her floor. So I was sitting on the floor in front of the fan and her dog came up to me and I'd been over her house like a many, many times. It's been over, it's been the night over there and everything. And I, I was very familiar with the dog and the dog came up to me and she was like sniffing my face and stuff. And I was just like petting her and she just kept getting really close to my face, trying to lick me and stuff. And I was like, no, 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 no. And so then she like, but she's sitting in between my legs, you know, and um, I'm like petting her head and she turned her head to look at her owner. And then I like pulled her in to like give her a little kiss. And she just like freaked out and bit me right in the face and I just like, she made like a noise and like ran away. And I was like, what the fuck was that? And then I, I like move my hand and there's just like a crap ton of just like blood, just like gushing into my hand. And, uh, it was like super warm, you know, I'd never bled to the point where it was like warm. I was very surprised that my blood would be warm and it was just so much. And I was like, what the fuck? And I like, did this and I got up and I went into the bathroom and I like took my hand I looked in the mirror and there was like blood everywhere all over her sink and floor and everything like that and I like I like look at my lip like hanging off of my face and I was like what the fuck and I just kept screaming it just like I was like going into shock right I was like shaking and I didn't feel any pain there was just so much blood and I just kept screaming what the fuck and um my friend came in there and she looked at it and she was like and I was like what the fuck? And she's like, oh my God, we got to go to the hospital. I'm like, no, I can't go to the hospital. We have to go to the concert. And she's like, you need stitches. I'm like, no, I don't just give me a bandaid. Like I'm fine. And I'd never had stitches before. And I was like terrified of getting them. So I was like, no, no, I'm fine. This is okay. And she's like, no, we have to go to the hospital. So she took me to uh, my parents' house. And um, as we're like walking out the garage, I like look at her dad and I, her dog's name is Hannah. And I'm like, look what Hannah did to me. And she was like the dog. And I'm like, Yes, the fucking dog. Like, who else? 
you think a human bit my face off? So then he didn't really react though. And I'm like, whatever. So we walked over to my house, which is like, we're next door neighbors. It was right there. And my dad saw whatever. Anyway, so I had to go to the hospital and get stitches. And uh, it did, I didn't feel any pain until we were like in the hospital, like waiting. And then all of a sudden it started to hurt, but it really didn't hurt that bad. Surprisingly for having my lip literally hanging off my face, it didn't hurt really bad at all. And then I was more scared of anything that the fucking huge needle that's like this big, like going into my lip. Yeah. That scared me more than anything. But I mean, I don't know if you can like see, but my lip is like fine. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not like, I mean, he did a really, this surgeon did a really good job showing me back up and there's like a little bit of a scar, but it's not so bad. And the really fucked up thing is that my friend hurt the dog who it was. She was like my best friend at the time. She didn't come see me for like a week. It's like a really weird thing. And then we stopped being friends after that. So that kind of sucked. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, well, I don't want there to be bad feelings of this accident happening. It is an accident, but I'm sure people just get the, uh, uh, I don't want that weird reaction. So I'm just going to ghost you for a while and hopefully it goes away. You know? Yeah. Survivor's guilt or something like that. I mean, you know, obviously I wasn't about to die, but it, the worst part of that story though, besides like my friend, you know, being a huge bitch was just missing the Paramore concert. And I am still salty about that. I can't even listen to Paramore anymore because I'm still salty about the fact that I never got to go to the concert. Um, I mean, if we want to trade concert stories, I mean, um, I was at a Ozfest. I think it was Ozfest, the all day festival type of thing. So I was uh, the, the way they have it set up. There's uh, like eighteen, twenty bands or whatever over like a twelve hour period. So they have kind the of main, like warp tour. Yeah. Um, so they'll have like the main stage that starts at like six p.m. or whatever, and then like the all the the, the supporting bands will start off like. 10 o'clock or something and they usually have two stages so they'll one one stage will be active the next one's uh like yeah. who's like so it's kind of more streamed line um so i'm i'm in there listen to i forget who it was doesn't matter well i'm i'm you know in the mosh pit going around trying to pretend like i know how to dance or anything <laughs> uh, which it's completely uh is i can't um and then all of a sudden i feel something dripping down my face well, I'm like, is it raining? It doesn't feel like rain. It feels kind of like heavy and sticky. And I was like, oh, that's blood. Damn, I got somebody else's blood on me. Who's bleeding Ew. on me, <laughs> right? No. So um, I, I happened to turn and look at my wife, and she's frantically, come here, come here, come here. I'm like, what? She said, blood. I was like, yeah, I know. It's like Tim or whatever. I don't know. She goes, no, it's yours. So I was like, oh, it is. So I was like, oh, I, I guess it is. So... We went to the uh, to the med tent, and they kind of bandaged me up, and they said, you need stitches. They said, I'm at this concert. I came to see these bands. Yeah. I'm not leaving. So yeah. they bandaged me all up, and um, I wanted to see, I think it was like Walls of Jericho. One of the people I definitely wanted to see, well, after I my head had come down a little bit, I went out, and they were like just finishing their last song. I'm like, oh, I, I could have came out like 10 minutes prior, and it would have been okay. But for the rest of the, I don't know, the concert, my head was just pounding and I got this head wrap on just sitting in my seat, you know, and um, I got home and I'm like, all right, let's look at it. Well, then it started to open up again. I'm like, oh, I, you know, I can't get it to stop. I try to, yeah. you know, stop the bleeding and it just would not stop. So then we, uh, you know, I'm good for a, a late night. Let's go to the hospital because my bleeding won't stop. 
So we went there and they said, uh, yeah, you should have been here like eight hours ago or whatever. And you're too late for stitches. So, what? yeah. So we have to uh, uh, super glue Bonjo. So I'm like, okay, cool. Whatever makes the bleeding stop. Yeah. I think that was worse. I mean, there was this guy leaning over me, like putting his full weight on me, like pressing my, uh, it's right above my eyebrow. So he's pressing my, like, skull in and yeah. putting the glue in and he has to sit there and hold it until it sets and uh, I though that I still have marks on I still have uh uh marks all over me I'm 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 all marked up I I'm I'm not in pristine uh condition like when I was born you know <laughs> I have I have questions I the the most important part of that story you did not tell how did that happen how did you get hurt uh, I must have caught an elbow. I I really don't know. I yeah. So well, you were moshing, right? So you were getting like right. So even, people, yeah. Are, yeah, people are throwing fists and elbows. I mean, no one goes to hit somebody, but you're yeah. you have thirty, forty, a hundred people all going around in a circle, bumping into each other. Yeah. So you're you're gonna hit a you know an elbow or a knee or yeah. something like that but i uh i have only moshed one time and it wasn't like that kind of moshing just because i'm totally like a big baby and i didn't want to like get a black eye or a tooth knocked out or something so we were watching bring me the horizon and it was warp tour so it was very packed and it wasn't like a real mosh pit because we didn't weren't able to open up but we were all just jumping around and like banging into each other and stuff and that was like the so freaking fun and then uh but luckily i didn't like you know whatever i've been to so many concerts i lucky i haven't gotten like kicked in the face by like a crowd surfer like then i've crowd surfed a few times and i never got dropped too because i always crowd surf like the weird way i guess you know everybody else crowd surfs on their back and they're going from the back to the front so very likely to kick somebody in the face but i always crowd surf on my stomach going head first so that if i like I'm going to fall. I can like break it with my hands versus just like falling straight down and landing on my back or something. So I, I always like watching, um, especially when a female comes, you always see the extra hands. Hey, that's not a support hand. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's yeah. The... <laughs> right. Oh my God. It's weird. I've seen people crowd surf at like very like girl oriented bands, like grown men. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, these are like 12 year old girls. Like you expect them to support your weight and they don't obviously always fall, but it's weird that the the bands people choose to like mosh and like crowd surf too. Some of them are just not appropriate. Odd, but your story actually reminded me of another story. I have another injury story. Yeah. Okay. So it mine was at Warp Tour, and um, I had these leftover fireworks from Fourth of July, and I brought in like sparklers, and I'm surprised the security didn't like pull them, but I had like a box of sparklers and. I thought it would be fun just to like, you know, like it, we weren't like in the crowd or anything. We were like um, waiting for another band. So there's like this big open field. We we're just chilling. And I was like, oh, let's play with these sparklers. So I pull them out and I go to light one. And it must have been like, like, um, what is the word? Just uh, malfunction or dysfunction. What's the? Um, yeah, I, I'm drawing the blank too. Yeah. Uh, um, um, this, whatever. It, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, no, some kind of. Um, malfunction. Dis- Dysfunction. Well, function. No, it starts with a D. Oh. Defective. It was defective. Yes. It must have been defective because as soon as I lit it, the thing like exploded and like burnt my finger all the way, like my thumb all the way down. And it hurt instantly. Like it hurt really bad. So we went to the med tent and he's like, oh yeah, it was like, um, 
There was nothing they could do though. He's like, we could give you some Tylenol. And I'm like, it fucking hurts. Like Tylenol's not gonna help. And it's thing is, it sucked because it was like almost the end of the day and I'd waited all freaking day to see my favorite band. And then we ended up having to leave because it just hurt so much. And I was being a big baby. I'm not as hardcore as you, you know, I didn't get a bandage and just like keep going. But um, I mean, it really just put a damper on the mood. And actually my husband was really sick. I don't know if this is like a TMI situation. Uh, yeah, I'm blowing up my husband's spot right now. So, but he used to um, be on a medication that made him very constipated so he, this was his first warp tour ever. And I was so excited to go with him. And we were just dating at the time. He spent literally the entire time in the bathroom because he could not go. He was like, literally, I'm not exaggerating. He didn't see a single band. He was in the b- bathroom the whole time. And um, he was like smoking cigarettes on the toilet. He just like was stuck in the bathroom. So he had just like finally like, was able to go after hours of being on the toilet. And so he's exhausted (laughs) naturally. And I'm like, I have a third, not third degree, a second degree burn on my finger. And we're just like not feeling it anymore. Started raining and I was like, fuck this. So we just left and we went to Olive Garden. (laughs) But I am, that was my husband's first warp tour. And yeah, my thumb got all blistered and stuff. And there was like the gross like pus in it and stuff was nasty. So what you're saying is after that experience, he was definitely pooped. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. See, see, I always call it a restroom. It's a restroom for a reason. You sit there and rest. It's not a hurry up and go room. All right. (laughs) Yeah. No, he was not resting at all. He was putting in work. Poor thing. Those are the worst where you're like, I know something's brewing down there and I can't work until you tried the, the rock, you try to get all around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you try to Aww. give it uh, pl- pleasant words. I know you can do it. Just yeah. come on up. <laughs> that's, the, and that's the worst part too. It wasn't even like his home bathroom where he could be comfortable. Like it was a sweaty, gross, like humid warp tour bathroom. What was it uh, like the beginning of the day before all of the, the disaster happened? Or was it like couple hours in type of thing where it's just like uh, a war zone (laughs) yeah i think honestly i think he maybe we'd been there an hour when he went to the bathroom and he literally and it worked towards like all day you know what i mean he was there must have been like six seven hours on that toilet i felt so bad we like brought him in water and stuff and like it just poor thing give him an ice pack and a a cool (laughs) rag (laughs) yeah yeah Oh man. Um, so, so you talk about your your lip injury and your dog biting it. Um, there was a there was a period in my life that I was uh, addicted to piercings. Um, Ooh. Yeah. So uh, I'd go in and I I'd, I re- quickly realized that piercer, uh, you know, is kind of facilitator. You know, you you go in there. Actually, my first uh, larger size was my earlobes, which um, instead of going to like a a piercing pagoda or something like that, which is always a terrible idea. Um, I went to a tattoo shop and got mm-hmm. pierced by a professional. Yeah. And um, I, I think she pierced me with like a 10 gauge needle. So kind of, I knew I wanted to stretch them, but as she puts the needle in, she lets it go. And it kind of like stabs me in the neck. <laughs> I mean, there's like, there's like, like maybe a drop of blood, but okay. So, um, uh, after a couple of experiences, I'm like, well, I think I'm kind of just wasting my money on having them do it. So 
I'm going to pierce myself. I'm going to just, I'm going to go grab, you know, Amazon or eBay or something. I'm going to go grab a set of needles. They were like a dollar a piece. So they're not expensive. Got some forceps. Well, I went to go pierce my uh, septum and I heard pop, pop. I was like, cool. It's through. Yeah. And, I, and I could just follow it up with the, the, the hoop or whatever. Did and you get a gun or was it just a needle? No, it's just a needle. So you take okay. forceps, you know, so it's got openings. And then there are those, the actual piercing needles are sharp. They're kind of yeah. beveled. So they're supposed to just go right, cut through the skin. Yeah. Well, I guess I didn't realize how thick my car, uh, my uh, uh, septum was. So I heard pop, pop. Cool. I'm done. No problem. And I'm like, I looked at it. I'm like, oh, I'm not through. Um, <laughs> I'm only halfway through. So with the needle still in my nose, I'm like, do I pull it out and call it a failed experiment? Or do I just drive through? Keep well, going. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> then I, I went through and uh, then tears started coming down my eyes. And, you know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's pretty ballsy. Yeah. Piercing um, and, yourself. And my other... Our piercing story was when I had my my tongue uh, pierced that I had professional because there's certain genitalia yeah. tongues that that stuff I won't do by myself. Yeah. Um. So when I got my tongue pierced, they said whatever ten to twelve days or weeks I can't remember what it was doesn't matter. So I think it was the day of it was the last day. It was like this should be healed. So I, I took it out. I cl- started cleaning it, and I tried to put it back. And I couldn't find the bottom, the exit hole. So uh, I'm poking around. Well, uh, I know your tongue has all these like nerves and stuff. So yeah. I must have poked the wrong thing because I poked it. And then all of a sudden I felt my vision just starting to drop. And I got very what? light. Yeah, I got very lightheaded. I, I was able to like, just as I push it through the exit hole, that's when my vision just starts. I, I, I can feel it just oh, slowly man. dropping down. So I hurry up and put the ball in and run to my room and I just lay down and I'm like, whew, that could have been real bad. <laughs> I mean, I was I was feeling the walls as yeah. I was going. <laughs> oh my God, but you're okay now, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's so scary. I always wanted my tongue pierced um, when I was, because I had a friend in like ninth grade who had a tongue piercing, which honestly, I'm surprised her parents let her do that because that's pretty young. But yeah, she had a tongue piercing and it, I always thought it was cool and she was cool. She was like, everything I wanted to be. So I was like, Oh, I really want that. And then in the nurse's office though, there was like one of those like warning posters about getting your tongue pierced, it, which is an odd thing to have in a nurse's office. But, um, it was talking about how you could like get a permanently damaged and not be able to use your tongue. And it basically scared me out of it. And I never did. And then by the time I got over that, I was like, I'm too old to get a tongue piercing now. Like I'm almost, I'm almost 30. And I feel like you just look like a, like a sad old person. If you get a tongue piercing too late. Yeah, it, it, uh, unless you're uh, an artist of some type, if you have multiple piercings, yeah, it's kind of hard to put on a suit and tie and go to a you know a, a day job with you know four gauge uh, hoops coming off of yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't I don't know any adults who just like have the piercings and stuff anymore. Like if they did, they have gotten rid of them by now. Uh, yeah, someone I work with, uh, she got hers pierced, her tongue pierced uh, late in life. I mean, she was the early 40s. Uh, you know, she still has it. She has her nostril pierced, um, but they're smaller sizes. They, um, it'll be kind of weird to see her without it now. So uh, there's some people that look good with it and some people don't, you know. 
Um, so the story I was going to tell earlier about my wife, but, but we got sidetracked. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no problem. Um, so a couple years back when we had one of those big storms where I think everyone lost power for like three, seven days, something like this was probably like two years ago, something like that in the summertime. Well, oh, her, that's the worst time. Yeah, it's like July and like, oh, we don't have power. Oh, um, but we went to go check on her parents' house just because I think they were camping and we went to go look around the yard. Well, as we're walking in their backyard, they have two uh, Great Danes, that, which are not Great Danes, Greyhounds, um, that love to tear up the yard. So there's giant like holes that they like to rest in. So. So we're looking around the yard, just looking for like windows broken or like roof damage, stuff like that. Well, I see this giant hole, like you can easily fit a normal size body in there. I'm not fully comfortably, but you could fit in no problem. So I see my wife walking directly toward it. I'm like, there's, I like, if she continues this path, she's going to fall directly into it. Like that hole is way too big for her to miss. So I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> so I'm like, there's, there's no way she can't see that. Well, as she comes up to the hole, I see her just like crumple like a folding chair. Into the <laughs> hole. I could not stop laughing for days. <laughs> she oh said, my what, God. She said, what if I was seriously hurt? I'm like, I'm sorry for your loss, but I would have c- c- continued to laugh. <laughs> you know, it was just like, it was in slow motion, just a... <laughs> Sometimes you just can't help it. Like I, I, I get that so much. There's times when my husband's been hurt and I'm like, Oh my God. And I feel bad, but I also can't stop laughing. And usually it's when I'm the one who like injured him. Like we were, um, we were, we did our, like a special dance for our wedding that we like created ourselves. And we had, it was like late. We'd been like practicing for hours and it was like maybe like 3am or something. And I'm like giddy and just like exhausted and stupid. And so I have this brilliant idea that I'm going to like kick and like go over his head. <laughs> and I just kicked him right in the face. <laughs> and he, I couldn't stop laughing. And I felt so bad because in his mind, he's just like, what the fuck? Why did you just kick me in the face? And in my mind, I understood what I was trying to do, but he had no idea. So he just thought I just fucking kicked him out of nowhere. He didn't go over that move. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, oh man that's really funny and i've done that there's been a couple times where i've done that where i've just like accidentally hurt him and wasn't able to stop laughing most of the time involving his face poor thing but yeah the money maker (laughs) but he got me back because there's one time where he was like bending down to like put on his shoes or socks or something he didn't have a shirt on and i just walked up behind him and he's really ticklish right so i just like put my fingers down his back and not hard, you know, but like enough to tickle him. And he just shot up real quick and just like headbutted me in the nose. I had like a black eye and everything. So, and this was bad. Cause this is when we really first started dating and my dad was like, solid. And he's like, what happened? And I was like, Oh, Brian accidentally headbutted me. And he got so mad. He's like, he what accidentally, like he thought he like hit me or something. And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. No dad. I actually ran into the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, so the the woman I work with, who's forty and got her tongue and nose pierced, uh, when I first started with that in that department, I worked with her. So it was like her her and I in in an office together for you know eight hours a day. So I saw her more than I actually saw my wife. Well, when I was got into that that position of my that department, 
uh, I was still super nervous. So my boss came in. He was talking about what was going on or what happened. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. So somehow I was standing in front of a desk with my right leg in front of my left leg crossed. Well, obviously crossed. And somehow I hooked it under the desk. So one of those drawers. Well, my boss went to go reach for something behind me. And instead of unhooking my right leg and moving out of the way, I somehow decided it was a good idea to move my my left leg that was trapped under my other leg. <laughs> so then I just went down, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh. And as I'm going down, my uh, my work wife at the time, well, she still kind of is, um, she had her drawers off her desk open, and <laughs> there's a filing cabinet that uh, was in between. So somehow I fell between the open drawer, the other filing cabinet. I missed her chair. It was a perfect, like what well, would have been like a chalk yeah. outline of a body. And this was, this is 14 years ago at this point. She still hysterically laughs at it. She, uh, like <laughs> she can't tell that story because once she, once she remembers hearing that thwap of me hitting the floor, she loses it. God. <laughs> That's so lucky. You, yeah, you've gotten lucky in all these like situations. But I have too. I remembered another injury. Oh my god! Yeah, now I'm remembering all these injuries. Um, I'm just gonna. I actually just remembered like three, so I'll give them to you in rapid succession. And they were all when I was a child. So, um, one time when I was like down south, uh, my grandmother had these like brick stairs like red brick, like solid stairs. And there was, um, this also... already sounds painful. <laughs> oh yeah. No. And there is these like, um, kind of like railing kind of, but they were also concrete slabs and I don't know how to describe it, but between the railing and the house, there was this little gap and this cat had kittens in there. And so they were like between that little gap and they were just chilling, but they were sleeping and we wanted to see them and play with them, but they were sleeping. So we're like, no, no, no. Like, wait, wait till they wake up, wait till they wake up. And, um, we were like playing in the yard or whatever. And then my cousin is like, oh my God, they're awake. And I'm like, what? So I like sprint over there and my like foot catches uh, something. And I just go down and like land on my forehead right onto the, the stair. And, I like, I, and th I remember it differently apparently than what actually happened, but I'll tell you how I remember it. I like got up and I like looked up at my cousin who was like on the, at the top of the stairs. And I was like, idea, help me. And she just looks at me, she goes, ah! and like <laughs> runs into the house. So in my mind, I'm like bleeding all over the place. And she got all scared and she runs in the house and she's like screaming for her mom. And I remember I had to go to the hospital and I don't really remember that part, but I went to the hospital and, um, I thought I had to get like stitches or something, but apparently there was no blood. There was just like a big old knot, like the size of a golf ball. And they put like a butterfly bandage on it. There's like pictures of me as a kid with like that stupid bandage on my face. But I yeah. never liked the way the butterfly, it just looks like it's undersized bandage for the, for the problem. I know it's supposed <laughs> to hold it together and yeah. let your body seal, but they always look ridiculous. But that's what <laughs> I don't get. Like, why was there a bandage on it? If there was no blood, I don't really even see the point. So someone's yeah. lying. <laughs> But, um, and then there was one time where I had like these monkey bars, like these wooden monkey bars on like a swing set. And I was always really good at going across them. And my friend and I were going to go up there and she went up first and she put her hands on the bar and she was about to drop down. 
And then she's like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm like, what? And so she got down. I'm like, you're a chicken. And then I went up there and did it. And the thing is, this is what happened. We had just put like lotion on our hands and she realized she didn't have a good grip, which is why she didn't want to do it. But instead of telling me that, she just let me go up there. And as soon as I like put all my weight down, my hands just slipped right off. And I just landed on my back and like knocked the air out of me. That's like the same thing as like you like watching your wife walk towards that hole and you're like, should I tell her? Nah, I'll just let her get hurt. It was the same thing my friend did to me. She just let me fucking do it. Uh, so I have another at, at that house story of I must have got done work. I was dirty. I, for some reason, I had to get washed. So I'm in there, you know, washing my 2000 parts. And uh, OK, you got that. Uh, <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm sitting there washing it. Right. And I'm almost done. And um, I went to go lean against the uh, the shower curtain rod. So I'm used to my mom's house where it was those like thick glass doors, sliding doors that like screw into the framework so there's good structural support uh, to it so yeah, yeah as i go to lean on the what i'm assuming is going to hold my weight you know um uh, and i lean put my weight on and uh it holds nothing uh, <laughs> the shower so i come tumbling out of the shower right you're kind of soapy kind of wet you know i'm kind of wrapped up in the uh the uh, shower curtain you know uh. i got i got my feet in the, in the ground or it's still kind of in the shower because it's one of the shower tub type things and I'm like, Ugh. and then then the embarrassing part happens. Well, now I gotta get up, take the shower curtain up, put it back on, finish getting washed, you know, and then I get the, hey, what was that thud in there? I was like, <laughs> oh, that was me falling out of the shower. Thank you. <laughs> she didn't even come luck. No, I think I had the door locked, but her mom yeah. and dad are there, so I think her brother too. So that's the worst part where people like you're clearly in distress, and they're just like, hmm, and they don't even come check on you. I hate that. Also, I hate the shower curtain. Like when I'm in the shower and the shower curtain touches me, it's just like the most like thing. And I freaking hate it so much. And that would have just like, like I would have just cringed so hard if the shower curtain was wrapped around my clean body. Now I got to clean up the throw up. (laughs) (laughs) And there was another story that I thought of and now I can't remember what it was. No, I think, uh, I think that was kind of most of whatever. Actually, uh, last night I went. Uh, I went to go play some cornhole because somehow that's between podcasting and cornhole. They kind of started at the same time. So I usually go Friday nights to go play with a group of guys. Well, I bring my notepad because I'm still in that kind of old school method of I have my phone with me. I have Evernote. I could write it down there, but I much rather have pen and paper and then physically come to it. So as I'm writing it. They're like, what are you doing? Homework? I'm like, well, yeah, kind of. I actually, I am. I'm, you know, I'm preparing for well today, you know. <laughs> or I got, what are you writing poems? I was like, no, nope, just doing work. It's like, what's this for your wife? I said, no, I already want her over. I don't need to rewin <laughs> her over. This is for the future wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So like seven or eight people come up and tell me the same thing. Oh, you doing homework? Oh, you doing homework? I'm like, just put up a sign. It is this homework. Is <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, unless you have any other stories, um, I think this is a good place to end the podcast. I'll give you one last story. One quick one. So I, um, I was riding, there was like, we lived in Guam, right? And there was this huge hill and I was riding my bike home from the youth center and I was riding down the hill and usually like, 
you know, I don't know. Like, I think now as like an adult, I'd be too scared to go down. I don't know. As a kid, I was like so much more brave than I am now for some crazy reason. But anyway, so I decided to ride my bike down the hill, but I didn't want to be in the street because I was like, oh, that's dangerous. So I rode down um, the sidewalk. And as I got to the bottom of the hill, like I went off the sidewalk and then the other sidewalk, <clears throat> excuse me, there's like a cross street, right? So the sidewalk picks back up on the other side of the street. But it isn't like one of those ones where it like goes down, you know what I mean? Like that kind of, it's not like a ramp thing. It's just kind of that it jumps off then it picks right back up. So I wouldn't have, I was gonna like hit the sidewalk and get hurt. Like I didn't know how to, I like panicked. I forgot that brakes existed. And so instead of stopping, I just resigned my, to my faith, which is probably why I survived this just because I did like the go limp thing. And I just flew right into the curb. My bike stopped and I literally flew over the handlebars and landed on my back. Had to be like, like six feet away from my bike because when I got up, my bike was so far away from me. And I'm like, how did this happen? And I just, I was fine though. Like I, I was a little bit like sore. Like I couldn't get back on my bike. I just started like screaming for help. And somebody came out and they were like, oh my God, what's wrong? And they gave me a phone to call my parents. My parents came and got me, but yeah. I was surprisingly okay. Like I didn't have, I think maybe a little bit of a scrape, but no broken bones. I didn't bust up my face because I landed on my back and I had my helmet. So that was a fun, fun time. And now I remember that breaks it. No, that's just a construct of your imagination. <laughs> they don't actually exist. <laughs> All right. So, um, like I said, now we can end it. Um, I mean, I have plenty more hurt stories and, um, as you tell stories, I know that just rings bells of, yeah. uh, but I mean, we can always pick this up at a later time. Um, so I want to thank you again, Caitlin from the domestic, uh, debate podcast found everywhere. Um, you are more than welcome to come back anytime you want. Um, it was enjoyed having you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was fun. You have been listening to that's crazy cast with Matt Hamity. I want to thank everyone who stayed this long to listen to what we had to say. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends. Now, if you didn't like the show, you can share that to the people you don't like as much. Feel free to send all questions and possible future topics to mhamityphoto at gmail.com. That's M-H-A-M-I-D-Y photo at gmail.com. It may just end up on a future episode. Stay safe, but keep the crazy coming. See you next time, everybody. Everybody.